My fellow Southerners, good Wednesday to you. John Rawl here, and this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Great to be back with you. For most of you, a very beautiful day outside. A day that we've been needing for quite some time. Not too stormy, not too bitterly cold. Thank goodness. Maybe you could go out there and do a couple of uh, yard chores if needed. We're going to be here for the next two hours bringing you plenty of Southern goodness. And if you want to be part of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, hit us up on the Old Town Spaghetti Store hotline, 731-423-8101. Or if texting is your style, you're certainly welcome to hit us up on the text line at 731-277-5155. Got a busy day. We're going to catch you up with all the headlines from the southeast and we'll start in washington dc with the gridlock that continues for the speaker of the house position in congress then we'll also fill you with with some headlines across the southeast including the i think this was the first execution of a trans person and that happened in the show me state we'll let you know about that plus uh, a kind of a similar category porn in the news in louisiana and i'll let you know all about what that's all about. That's coming up on today's Y'all Show. Plus, we've got the list of the greatest restaurants in Alabama, the top 12 restaurants for 2023. AL.com has just come out with that report. And if you're living in Alabama or thinking about heading to the Yellowhammer State, well, we have your travel plan all set up for an Alabama food exposition. Yes, all that coming up on today's Y'all Show. And we've got plenty of sports to get to. And we'll let you know how the teams are stacking up. Georgia and TCU heading into Monday night's national championship game. And that will be taking place in Tinseltown this coming Monday. So we're all set to go here on Talk with a Southern Accent. And we're glad that you could join us for this extravaganza. Okay, we're about to have in Washington, D.C., a fourth House Speaker vote. We had three votes on Tuesday the first day that this Congress convened, I think it's, what is it, the 188th Congress, or maybe a, maybe maybe it's 108, it's something to do with an eight. I wasn't paying attention when I saw that crawl across earlier. But uh, yes, it's going to be another contentious day, it looks like, in Washington, D.C., as they get ready to cast votes again for potentially Kevin McCarthy to be the U.S. House of Representatives Speaker. And Republicans, as you may know, about 20 of them, are kind of holding out, and because of that razor-thin majority that the Republicans have right now, that is why there hasn't been, you got to just have the majority, which would be 218, and McCarthy has yet to achieve that number to become the House Speaker. So until that happens, they're going to keep get, having votes and votes and votes, and ultimately it may play out to where it's determined that he just can't get the votes needed, and he's going to have to step aside, and there will be someone else jumping in to be the House Speaker but McCarthy, the California congressman, says he's not going anywhere. Now, Matt Gates, the Florida Panhandle congressman, has got something to say about that. I'll tell you what that is, but let's first catch this phone call right here. Again, Old Town Spaghetti Store hotline is open. And caller, you're on the Y'all Show. Welcome in. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, sir. Hey, the uh, votes will continue until the one that the has the most money can pay the others to vote their way, which is probably Democrat. So it might be the Democrat 
candidate for House Speaker that gets it because they have enough money to pay off the other people to change their vote. You're saying Hakeem Jeffries right now is the minority leader in the House, and he's got over 200 votes. I think there's not a single Democrat that's voted for a Republican. Right, and they can sway some Republicans to vote for that Democrat if they give them enough money. Just watch and see. And how many would that be? Do you know the number? Nope. Okay, well, it's not... Not going to be too much. Are you glued to TV and watching this? No. Okay. No, I don't, I'm not glued to much of anything, but anytime someone has a question, I go to YouTube or Google or any informational spot and I answer it so that I don't call them a conspiracy theorist or a nut job or something. I can actually go look for the information and come up with an educated answer. And the way the government works, is all about money. It's all about money. It's not about what you want. It's all about money. That's why um, our environment's like it is. Our businesses are like they are. Everything is like it is because somebody gave someone enough money to make it happen. So just watch and see. Democrats have more money than Republicans, so they can buy their way into about anything. And you know what Democrats also have to their credit? They have unity. They always have unity. Yeah, because they they get canceled if they step out of line. Uh, <laughs> kind of like Tulsi Gabbard did. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Hey, well, thank you for the call. We'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye on what's going on again. They're about to have a fourth House Speaker vote in the halls of Congress, and uh, according to that caller, there the money just follow the money. You might see Hakeem Jeffries elected if if the money's out there flowing like. Uh, he's uh, saying that it might just be going that way. That would be interesting to have a Democrat as your House Speaker, but a re- majority Republican Congress. Maybe the old, if the money's right, you'll have several of those Republicans switch parties. If the money's right, according to what he said. Let's catch up with some uh, Southern spin on the national headline of what's going on in Congress. And we start off in the Florida panhandle as the congressman from that part of the state of Florida, Matt Gates. One of the, I, I guess you could put him into the three, not Stooges category. Some people would probably say say that uh, the three-headed uh, conservative monster, perhaps Matt Gates, Marjorie Green of Georgia, and Lauren Boebert of Colorado, who is actually a Florida native. But Matt Gates is out today, calling Kevin McCarthy a squatter, as Trump is trying to rally Republicans. Currently, but yes, Kevin McCarthy, the Bakersfield, California congressman trying to become speaker, President Trump posted on his Truth Social account just hours ahead of the fourth attempt today, and he is putting out some things, but also you've got a couple of people switching around their votes and more as Kevin McCarthy received six votes on the first ballot. Let me correct that. There's been several people who've switched votes up to six from Jim Jordan to McCarthy. But Trump wrote on his social media today, it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job, just watch. That from the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, on his Truth Social 
and I was wrong. It's the 118th Congress <laughs> that's currently. I was off by 10 if I was 108, and it's not 188. It's 118th Congress. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess if they meet every two years or a Congress has a new session every two years, that's about right, 118. But uh, the, a lot of a lot of people out here with the position in Congress are are being uh, swayed, you could say, by even President Trump. Matt Gates, you wouldn't find a bigger, stronger advocate for Donald Trump than the Florida congressman, and he's out today writing a letter to the to the Congress saying, how long will he remain there before he is considered a squatter in reference to Kevin McCarthy? As Matt Gates said, write back promptly, as it seems Mr. McCarthy can no longer be considered speaker-designate following today's balloting. That from Matt Gates. So it's contentious, for sure, what's going on in D.C. and Matt Gates and his other folks out there creating quite a, a storm. And, and as Donald Trump says... Let's not let's not be embarrassing. Let's make this a triumph. And that's what the president is hoping for. But right now, the Republicans keeping this vote lingering, you could say. Got a text here from our text line. It says, why in Missouri are they even bringing up the fact that a criminal being put to death is straight, gay, or trans? Just say a criminal was put to death today. All right, well, you're referencing a story that has just come out as in the state of Missouri, a Missouri inmate that was transgender executed for a fatal stabbing as he was put to death for a 2003 killing, and it's the first execution of a transgender woman in the United States as this person called Amber McLaughlin, 49-year-old, was convicted of stalking and killing a former girlfriend and dumping the body near St. Louis, and they were put to death. The person, McLaughlin, put a statement out, a final written statement that said, I am sorry for what I did. I am a loving and caring person. But, yes, this person who I think may have been a man, when they killed this person, now became a transgender person, and they became, on Tuesday, the first U.S. transgender woman to be executed, at least believed to be the first in U.S. history, the 49-year-old put to death for the killing of a former girlfriend. Also, some sad news in the world of NASA, as Walter Cunningham has died. Walter Cunningham was an Apollo 7 astronaut, and he has died at the age of 90. He was the last surviving astronaut from the successful crewed space mission in NASA's Apollo program. He died in Houston. NASA confirmed that Cunningham's death they confirmed that in a statement but did not include the cause of death through a family spokesperson. Cunningham said it was said that Cunningham died in a hospital from complications of a fall after a full and complete life. Walter Cunningham crewed the mission of with Navy Captain Walter Scherrera and Don Easel, and they went on a lunar module mission launched from Cape Kennedy Air Force Station in Florida on this Apollo 7 mission, and that ended up going off in 1968 is when that was. They launched from Florida on October 11th and then ultimately splashed down near Bermuda on their mission. And they flew a near-perfect mission. Their spacecraft 
Went, it went so well that, according to reports, the agency sent the next crew, Apollo 8, to orbit the moon as a prelude to what would be the Apollo 11 moon landing in July of 1969. Again, NASA astronaut Walter Cunningham dying in Houston at the age of 90. Let's head to the phone lines here. You're up next on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hey, you're talking about that uh, execution. Yes, sir. This is 20 years ago, Logic. Uh, I, I would meet a lot of girls that had been busted in, a, like when the, they're at a party and there's a lot of drugs around and, and the police come in and bust. And, and, and uh, like sometimes you see on the news, 20 people arrested and two or three would be girls. But then you you never hear if the girls got away with it and the guys got in trouble because they never they never do a complete story. They just tell you somebody got busted, but you never hear later on what the end of the story was. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't really follow you. All right, you can watch Channel Seven News. Now they'll, they'll show 20 people got arrested in a in a drug bust, and three or four will be women. But they never come back three or four months later, a year later, and say, "Okay, these 17 guys got in trouble, and these three girls didn't get in trouble." But they don't never finish the story. I, I don't know of one story that's ever been finished on a drug bust. Hmm. Do you? I haven't really researched it too much, but I think you're probably right on that. I think you're probably okay. right. Okay. Well, I have met a few girls that were in a drug bust, and they these girls got away with it. They would say, "Well." I told them I had kids, and I was just there, and I'm not in this thing. Stuff like that, even though this one girl was the one that cut the cocaine and weighed it and sold it. You know, she was the business. And Bill Wade had a, a guest on one time, and she was the business. She had glaucoma, and she was in the marijuana business. But when she got caught, her husband took the route, and he went to prison, not her. And she told Bill Wade all about it. Some, Maybe the reason these guys go to prison and then they want to be a woman, they think they'll get away with it if they're regarded as a woman. Does that make any sense? It does. And I was reading that story, and I called that transgender person by the name that was in the story, but nowhere did it mention what their name was when they were a man, which is what they were when they killed the person that they killed. Yeah. Hey, uh, they were talking earlier about weather and how uh, humans might have the ability to, uh, you know, in a widespread way affect weather. And so uh, I looked up how many uh, terawatts of energy is in a is in a tropical storm, and it's about 600 terawatts. Hmm. And we use 170,000 terawatts of energy every day on the planet from burning oil and coal and natural gas. And a hurricane has the power of 10,000 uh, nuclear bombs. So if you know anything about a fusion energy, they're wanting to use a little energy to produce a whole lot. So if we had the ability to, to use a little small amount of energy, because that's all we can do anyway, and then be able to harvest wind energy or rain energy from water dams, it, I don't think it's possible to do it. You you might see the clouding and get a little rain, but the moisture has to be there already, and the, the, the situation has to be in a perfect situation to where when you do fly up there with, with the chemicals you see the cloud with, that it would actually rain some. But I don't, you know, if they had the ability to uh, to get hundreds of thousands of terawatts of energy fr- from the weather by using maybe one terawatt of energy, I think they would be doing it. And of course, they're not doing that. Yeah. 
Hey, thank you for the call. Always good to hear from you here, and that's how you do it on y'all. You just pick up that phone and hit us up at 731-423-8101. That brought to you by the Old Town Spaghetti Store. We've got more headlines from across the southeast that we're going to get to, and don't forget, we're going to talk some football before we get out of here this hour as we've got the latest on the Georgia Bulldogs and those TCU Horn Frogs as there's those two teams are getting set to play for the National Championship of College Football on Monday. We've got an update on that and more. Plus, before we get out of here today, what's going on with the NFL, of course, all thoughts with the Buffalo Bills as their player still in a very, very tough situation. All that and more as the Y'all Show continues on this Wednesday. We'll be right back. Family owned and operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal, proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylic corporate supports. We truly represent our clients. Decades of experience and true leadership. patrols of your commercial or residential properties can dramatically deter crime potential. Random patrol checks economically provide security and deter crime. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. This is University of Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel reminding you that drinking and driving is a bad call. The winning game plan is to choose a designated driver. Remember, you have a choice. If you drink, don't drive. If you do, you will go to jail. A DUI can cost you $10,000, but more importantly, it can cost you your life or someone else's. That's not worth the risk. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. In today's world. Ashley, come to the office. Run this to the bank. Yes, sir. Sending an employee to the bank is a dangerous practice. <laughs> Call MaxGuard and ask about their armed courier service. Deposits, documents, and more. Picked up and delivered anywhere safely. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. To make your day.
fly from McKellar Sipes to anywhere in the world with easier connections in Atlanta. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield with screening now at McKellar Sipes in Jackson. Land at gate E37 with Tokyo to your left and Orlando to your right. It's easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Southern Airways has put Jackson back on the map. We're ready to welcome you aboard. Book now at iFlySouthern.com. Electric cars come in all shapes and sizes, but they have one thing in common. They save you money. Just imagine every time that you're stopping at the gas station, I'm saving money because I'm passing you by. I have not changed the brake pads at all in this car. You don't have to change the oil. There's a lot less maintenance required and a lot less expenditures. It costs me roughly $20 a month to charge my car. Visit driveelectrictn.org for more information on how you can save money with your own electric car. This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Parham Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electric. The Jackson City Council has moved a step closer to purchasing the Jackson Plaza to build a multi-purpose arena and convention center. There is still more work before closing on the property. This month, the search will begin for a firm to design a master plan for the project on 21 acres at Old Hickory in North Highland in Jackson, which has been mostly vacant for the past 20 years. In other action, the council has approved the initial portion of a grant that would fund the restructuring of the I-40 interchange at Exit 8. are back talking about the south right here on y'all i'm john raw good to have you again if you want to reach out to us here the old town spaghetti store hotline is wide open right now at 731-423-8101 and our text line 731-277-5155 and to that text line we go we've got a texter saying that trump hurting republicans again that is in reference to what's going on in congress but actually, is Trump hurting Republicans? That's based on the fact that President Trump today on Truth Social came out essentially in support of Kevin McCarthy, saying that, now what was, I need to pull up his exact quote because I don't want to misquote Donald J. Trump by any means. And, and he did this, by the way, in true Trump style, in all caps, as he put on his uh, Truth Social posting. It's time now for all our great, in all caps, Republican House members to, in all caps, vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a great and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate, according to Trump. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job make america great again he didn't say that just watch that he did put just watch at the end of his true social statement so texter you say he's trying to hurt republicans i'm not sure because if you were trying to hurt republicans he would be trying to heck he would be supporting himself maybe to be a house speaker because according to the law anybody can be house speaker you don't have to be a member of congress got phone calls holding let's not hold them any longer caller you're up next on the y'all show welcome in Hey, uh, good morning. Hello there. Um, I, you know, I I turned 18 the year that Ronald Reagan ran for president, and my entire high school years were when Jimmy Carter was president. And I can tell you this, you know, I think when I first started working, um, 
odd little jobs and things like that. Um, minimum wage is, I think, uh, $2 and a nickel. And when I graduated high school, it was, I think, 235 maybe. My class ring cost 450 bucks. Do the math about how many hours I'd have to work at minimum wage to buy the class ring. So when it came time to vote in the, in the, in the fall of 1980, uh, I didn't walk. I ran to the polls to vote for Reagan because of, because of what was going on with Jimmy Carter. And the president we've got right now is Jimmy Carter 2.0 or worse. But my, my rub today is with, uh, okay. Uh- your, your phone cut out. Time out. Your phone cut out. Your rub today is with who? The House. The House. Representative. Okay. Yes. So, um, whatever happened to the Reagan doctrine where you don't throw fellow Republicans underneath the bus? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the things. You don't, you, you do not yeah, yeah. disparage fellow Republicans. And these, and these people are making, I mean, they're looking like fools. You know, the 20 or so that are that are holding the rest of the House hostage for, for as far as the Republican House. And, I mean, th- this this is just, just crazy. I just I just wish that there was a way to, you know, they're wanting to be able to have the, the power to recall the uh, Speaker of the House with one vote, or I think they negotiated now with five votes. Well, how about this recall the 20 that are, that are stirring up all this garbage, you know? Yeah. Let's, and- have, let's have it, you know. Go ahead. And one thing I was going to say that uh, since we haven't had this happen in a hundred years, because there's no House of Speaker, the U.S. House of Representatives can't get in into the business. They can't start doing anything until they elect a Speaker. So everything's kind of being put on hold right now. In fact, I don't think these people are officially members of Congress yet. That's why I keep seeing they're, representative they're elect. The new ones, yeah, the new ones aren't. They, they're representative elect. The new ones have to be sworn in. And okay. they cannot be sworn in until there's a speaker. So, so um, if there are any new ones that are causing all this problem, which I think that there are, I think one of them was upset because Kevin McCarthy, when he won, Kevin McCarthy didn't call him and congratulate him. Matter of fact, I think Kevin McCarthy uh, endorsed his opponent. Uh-huh. So, so, so you got you got you got people with that are you know butt hurt. Pardon my language, but. But um, and, and people that have their own agendas. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's happened a hundred years ago when they when they had this much trouble. But in my lifetime, I'm sixty. I've never seen, um, especially Republicans, act like this. I, 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 I can't recall ever this happening. So, well, it hasn't happened in a hundred years. So, yeah, I don't know if right. you were around a hundred years ago, but I wasn't. No, <laughs> no. But but that's that's where the, the you know they they've had the multiple votes for speaker was a hundred years ago and they yeah. they would have but I'm talking about the infighting in the Republican Party um, this has got to stop they have got to get together they got to get their act together and follow the Reagan doctrine where they you know you argue behind closed doors but this public display of of insanity has got to stop yes hey thank you for the call really appreciate it and. Uh, Congratulations on that 1980 vote. It worked out pretty good for you. All right, we've got another call waiting. Let's uh, move on right now. Oh, we lost them. Right now, they are voting as the 118th U.S. Congress is casting votes as we speak for a new House Speaker. Will this particular vote here be enough to get to, what is it, 218, the amount needed 
to become a House Speaker as a fourth ballot vote underway right now. We'll keep you as this developing story goes on for the next few minutes. We'll try to keep you posted right here on the Y'all Show. Well, let's turn our attention away from D.C. for a moment and back here to the South. And immigration, or should we say illegal immigration, has been a hot topic for a long time, but in the last few months, certainly what's been going on with the border has been a subject of a lot of press and attention. Today in Florida, there's immigration issues of another kind, and I had not heard about that until today. And I'm telling you about what's going on in a place you might not expect people having to deal with boatloads and a mass migration of migrants as the Florida Keys, according to news reports, are being overwhelmed by a mass migration crisis. Dry Tortugas National Park had to be closed after 300 migrants arrived on boats in the Florida Keys. A sheriff of Monroe County, Rick Ramsey, went on Fox and Friends to discuss being overwhelmed with the influx of migrants, and Sheriff Ramsey said that they're having to pull resources all day long to respond to the landings, having to divert police, fire rescue, and also other resources for this migration. Monroe County, Florida is that most southern county that includes Key West and all the, I think it includes all of the Florida Keys there on the southern tip, but it also gets into the very southwest corner of the peninsula of the Sunshine State. But right now, yes, they're having lots of immigrants coming in illegally to the Florida Keys. And I don't know where they're coming from. I'm trying to find that in the article. According to the U.S. Border Patrol, the federal response to the migrant landings may have to be delayed a bit as refugee refugee arrivals require resources from the sheriff's office and other federal law enforcement partners. Sheriff Ramsey said that uh, there's a lack of a working plan by the federal government to deal with the mass migration issue, and he says it was foreseeable. My assumption is these are refugees probably coming over from Cuba, but I don't know that for sure. Again, if you go to the Mexican border, people are arriving there from all around the world trying to get into the United States. Migrants have been given food, water, and the basic medical attention until Homeland Security takes them for further questions and the process that goes on with migrants coming to the United States. But right now, according to the sheriff there of Monroe County in Florida, Sheriff Ramsey, they're being overwhelmed by boatloads, plural, boatloads all over coming into the Dry Tortugas National Park with people coming in from, we'll just say all over the world, because until I know more about that, where they're coming, and there's a registry of where they're uh, debarkation, or is that embark, debark, debarkation? Um, that That's where we'll just have to put it up. Because I haven't heard much lately about Cuba. You know, Cuba is a island country that's been in kind of phases of where there's something happens there, and they just can't wait to sneak across the Caribbean and get into the United States. And we've seen instances in our history where there have been all these I guess, uh, armadas of, of migrants trying to come from Cuba to the United States. But Cuba's kind of been out of the news here lately. And I don't know if there's something going on in that country that would be causing 
a lot of people to try to escape there and come to the United States. I remember a few years ago it was really rough in Cuba, but maybe they, you know, the Castros are, are gone now, and it's still not a, a country that's got a lot going for it. So we, these migrants could be leaving from geez, any of those places to come into the United States. But uh, right now that's at least making some headlines of what's going on in the Sunshine State. There has been an arrest in the state of Georgia as a deputy was killed, and now authorities there have arrested and charged murder charges going to Alton Oliver, a 26-year-old man arrested for the shooting death of Deputy James Thomas. And James Thomas was a Fulton County deputy who was fatally shot last week. And now this man, Mr. Oliver, has been arrested for that shooting death. The mayor of, of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, and the Atlanta Police Department announcing the arrest during a press conference on Tuesday. Police responded to reports of a shooting near Bolton Road and Peyton Road in the Atlanta area on December 29th. And when they arrived, they found a vehicle that was involved in a crash with a victim inside. And that victim, sadly, was Fulton County Sheriff's Office Deputy James Thomas, found shot to death in his car there in northwest Atlanta. I need to do the right thing here because this was really the first time I had seen something like this in person. I've only been someone who's read about these kind of things. And I was actually a witness to the incredible support, sadly, of law enforcement in Florida. I was actually traveling Monday a week ago, the day after Christmas, and I was trying to get to Destin, Florida. Uh, technically, I was trying to get to the Fort Walton Beach area. And as soon as I arrived in, in that area, I had the radio on, and I heard a local news report talking about the killing death of a Okaloosa County Sheriff's Deputy, Ray Hamilton. He was gunned down in Fort Walton Beach, I think the day before Christmas, in a domestic violence incident. When I was coming into that area last Monday, a fire truck jumped in front of me and like closed off one of the lanes and started putting up cones in them, and there was no fire. I didn't know what was going on. And then I turned on the busy drag there. I guess it would be US 90. And I was technically in Navarre, Florida, this, the county next to, I guess that would be Okaloosa County. And I started seeing people lining up, and there would be sheriff's cars or in, and Florida Highway Patrol at every stoplight. And people were lining up with American flags and and picnic chairs and things. And this was the day after Christmas. And we're not in a war right now that would be causing Americans to be coming home and and people come out to honor a fallen soldier. And then it hit me. These people are are lining up because they're bringing the body back of this Florida deputy, Ray Hamilton, into Fort Walton Beach, and that's exactly what it was. I happened to be just a few minutes ahead of the procession. It wasn't a funeral. They were bringing his body back from, I guess, the hospital to the funeral home in Fort Walton Beach, and I happened to see uh, the people lining up. And it was a, a touching thing to see, an, a, a hero in blue honored that way. And that that happens every time when there's someone in blue that's 
and, and red to those who lose their life in that line of business in the fire and emergency services. But, uh, yes, a lot of people came out to honor that Florida deputy as he was killed, I think, the day before Christmas in, a, sadly, a domestic violence incident in the state of Florida. Let's go back to the phone lines here. You're up next on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Welcome in. John, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I was listening to yesterday, and it uh, sounds like your son and you, uh, you covered all of my ground. I'm a Florida native, and uh, I'm from Clearwater, but uh, it's Dry Tortuga. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I butchered that one. No, it's all right. What is a Tortuga? It's Spanish for turtle. Okay. It's the Dry Turtle Islands, and, and I'm telling you, you being a history kind of buff from what I gather. Yes, I am. If, if you Google uh, Fort Jefferson, that was a, a Union. Yes, I know where that is. That's way out there past Key West. No, it's 60 miles north or west of, of Key West proper. And uh, That's where they took I, Jefferson Davis after the Civil War. Uh, well, I don't know about but I know that Samuel Mudd was one of the most famous uh, prisoners there. He was the one that set John Wilkes Booth's uh, leg after he killed Lincoln. And uh, uh, he ended up, uh, it, it's a famous place. If you ever get down that way, you need to go over. To Fort Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been to the Keys. That's one part. Uh, on my Florida trip last week, it was from the Alabama line on I-10 down to Destin and Fort Walton Beach, and then I went to Tell me if you've heard of this place, Wakala. Wakala. Okay, there I go butchering another one. Wakala. Yeah. I stayed at Wakala Springs Lodge. Awesome place. Yeah, that's the world's largest spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to school in Tallahassee, and like I said, I'm from the Clearwater area. And, but it sounds like you made a, quite a, a, a tour there. I, I did. I, I mean, who doesn't to, like Florida? But a lot of people think of Florida uh, that it starts at Disney World. Well, no, there's a lot to Florida, and it starts from the Panhandle on over to Jacksonville. You know, I grew up just a couple of hours north of Jacksonville, but that's not a place that I grew up going to because we had our own beaches to go to in South Carolina. And so uh, I spent two nights in Jacksonville and went over to Jacksonville Beach and had a good, good visit there. Then I went to... So you went to Gainesville. Uh, I went to Gainesville, and I was going to bring this up. So I'm in Gainesville, and my hotel was right there on the courthouse square in uh, the courthouse of that county, and I had to ask people, what in the? how do you pronounce the name of this county? Do you know what county Gainesville's in? Alachua. Alachua. And so I, I happened to see the sign about what Alachua means. My assumption was it was probably some kind of Seminole Indian word, but no, it's kind of kind of like what you just told me on Tortuga, it comes from a butchering of the Spanish language. Yeah, and uh, and then you made it on down to Tampa, my stop was that. Yes, I did. I went down there and had a, uh, a good outing at Raymond James Stadium. Unfortunately, I didn't go up to your hometown of Clearwater, which we've got to give proper credit. Clearwater Beach is considered to be the best beach in the entire United States. Congratulations. No, wrong. Uh, I grew up there, but... Uh, I have property between Destin and, and Panama City. There's no beaches that rival the, the planet. Well, that's a pretty strong statement. I didn't say that was my opinion. That's what's been a lot uh, reported by a lot of people that Clearwater 
it is like the top beach in the country, which is saying a lot. But if you're telling me as a Clearwater native that uh, over there on 30A is a better place, and that sounds good to me, but we won't tell the rest of the world, okay? Well, my property in, in the little town of Freeport, and if you were on 30A, you're right there. But uh, now, uh, like I said, growing up down there, uh, I watched Clearwater as a small town kind of grow into somewhere. I haven't. I still own my home down there, mm-hmm. but it, absolutely, it, it's it's just absolutely getting to where you can't afford to live down there. And if you're not in a high income bracket, you're not going to live down there. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it's just beautiful. I have a, a friend from Texas who is a well-traveled person, and he also is echoing what you said. He says he's been to all the Caribbean countries and their beaches and more, and he's gone around this country's beaches. He says the best beaches are right there on the Panhandle. I ain't, I'm not kidding, man. I, I mean, that is sugar white sand, and uh, but Clearwater, I tell you, and like I said, I'm, I made a good investment, you know, buying my house when I did, but uh, I wouldn't want to live down there 24-7. I like it right here where I'm at. It's got to. Yeah. So I still haven't defined what Alachua County means. It has something to do with a Spanish word for horses. Is they had horses in that part of Florida when the Spaniards were settling that area. And so Alachua is a some kind of uh, Spanish meaning for horse. Have you heard that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's Spanish and a lot of it's Seminole and the Mississippi Indians. And uh, when you left Gainesville, how did you go to Tampa down 75? Sadly, I went down the interstate because I didn't have time to kill. However, going from Jacksonville to Gainesville, I, I went through Stark and had a good yeah. visit to Stark, Florida. Yeah, that's where Rayford, the, uh, the infamous uh, old Sparky, the, the state prison there. Ah, and, uh, I didn't see that. Had a great time there in downtown Stark. I will say, Clearwater, your hometown, not only is it famous for being your hometown, I have to give a special salute. It is the hometown of Hooters. Oh, I know uh, 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 Bob Passwater, the founder of that, and that the original Hooters was about a mile, not even a mile from my house. Wow. It was an old, it was an old two-story building on the corner of... Uh, Hampton and Gulf to Bay, which is State Road 60. And uh, and yeah, I know Mr. Passwater well. I built yeah. his dock. Sadly, Hooters is not doing too good. I've gone on this trip last week. I went through a few places where Hooters was once booming and it's shut down. Oh, I'll be done. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, well, pretty tough. But thank hey, you for the call. You call hey, us anytime. We love talking about the Sunshine hey, John, State. Yes, sir. John, mm-hmm. Where did you stay in Tampa or? I didn't stay in Tampa. I intentionally didn't stay there because I was just going down for the football game Sunday to see Mr. Brady uh, uh, do his thing. So we just went down and drove. We went down from Gainesville to Tampa, turned around and took off, went back through Lake City, uh, Ocala first, or is my what, what was my son calling o- Ocala? He called it o- Ocala. Uh, I had to tell him it's Ocala. I got that one right, didn't I? Yeah, Ocala, Marion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we went back and we made it all the way up to Lake City and then hit I ten west of Tallahassee. Then we actually stayed in Dothan uh, Sunday night. I, I I knew I needed to drive 
at least six hours to try to make my Monday trip a little bit easier on me. But just, you know, Florida's a great place. And while I've, I I don't mean to bore people with my scrapbook here, but i got to give your native state one other nice attaboy, and that is uh, you, Florida knows what it's doing when it comes to rest areas. Florida spaces out their rest areas very well. At least maybe every 30 miles you're going to have a rest area when you're traveling. Not all of our southern states can I say that same thing about. So thank you for that. I know where you're going with this, <laughs> and I'll let you go. But if you're talking about, I mean, all the rest areas are great. But the one on I-10 right before, it's either before or after. The, it's before the Apalachicola River. That is the coolest rest area. I didn't go to that one. I just, I, I'm not even giving them a compliment on their cleanliness. I'm just giving them a compliment. They build them every 30 miles or so because, man, when you got to go, you got to go. And there's some states where they just don't do a good job of giving a, a, a rest area. And, you know, um, I know businesses like to, or some businesses like to have travelers come in and, and spend money in their, their vending machines and more and, and get stuff. But uh, sometimes you got to go and you don't want to spend money. So that's why rest areas are kind of a, an important thing. So thank you for that. You and. Yeah, but one, one last thing. Yes. They're safe. They're clean, and most of them have 24-7 uh, personnel there and, you know, on duty at all times. So if you're tired and you want to go in and feel safe and, and then, you know, sleep in your car or whatever, you, you've got a pretty good chance of waking up the next morning. All right. Well, I like that. Hey, thank you for the call, and feel free to call us anytime. As most people, I'm pretty sure, around the southeast uh, – think pretty high of the sunshine state <laughs> the lord blessed them with plenty of nice places when he made florida hey we got to take a quick break because we got some bills to pay and we're about to wrap up our number one of this the show about the southeast so thank y'all for tuning us in on this glorious wednesday in dixie we'll be right back This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Parham Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electric. The Jackson City Council has moved a step closer to purchasing the Jackson Plaza to build a multi-purpose arena and convention center. There is still more work before closing on the property. This month, the search will begin for a firm to design a master plan for the project on 21 acres at Old Hickory in North Highland in Jackson, which has been mostly vacant for the past 20 years. In other action, the council has approved the initial portion of a grant that would fund the restructuring of the I-40 interchange at exit 85, and the council also approved a contract that would help fund a men's emergency homeless shelter. Jackson police continue to investigate a shooting death on uh, the, the shooting death of Shamaya Lachey Manley. It happened on Fair Acres Cove around 1.30 a.m. New Year's Day. Anyone with information is asked to call Jackson police or Crime Stoppers. The Republican caucus holds a meeting next Next Tuesday night, January 10th, is at 5 p.m. at Town & Country Realtors. For information, contact Madison County Commissioner Joey Hale. Lifeline Blood Services continues a critical appeal for all types of blood at the Dyersburg and Jackson Blood Centers. And this weekend marks the first Hub City Flea Market of the new year at the Jackson Fairgrounds starting this Friday through Sunday. That's your 101.5 News Brief. I'm Julie Cook.
family owned and operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for your residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal, proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylite corporate supports. We truly represent our clients. Decades of experience and true leadership. Patrols of your commercial in Britain, you know, when they have the votes over there and they get all animated and yell at each other, and it's it's really comical. If you ever have a chance to check out C-SPAN, sometime they often have the British, the House of Commons and House of I don't think they have the House of Lords, but it's just a Parliament. Whenever Parliament's in session there in London, it's pretty neat. And I know Canada has their way of doing things to a and Australia, I think, has a very similar setup. But, boy, it's just fun, especially when the prime minister goes in and takes questions. And the Tories, if they're in power, they have to take it from the other side. And the, it, it, you, know, you, you think we've got it messed up here in this country, but they have it pretty messed up in those countries too. Except they do battle, and when they walk out the room, as far as I know, they're a little bit more... Uh, professional in the UK with the way their politicians go about their lives outside of the halls of parliament. In this country, you can't really say that. We are a divided country right now and have been for a long time. And this political thing just doesn't seem to be tampering down one little bit, in my opinion. If you have an opinion, well, we want to hear your opinion. Remember, this is the Y'all Show. It is about y'all. It's for y'all and by y'all. If you've got something Southern to pass along, we want to hear it. Speaking of Southern, and we've been talking a lot, thanks to the previous caller before the break, talking about his native Florida. What a rough place to be from, Clearwater, Florida. (laughs) And I mean that in all due respect. Uh, Yes, we want to talk a little bit about the neighbor to the northwest of most of Florida, that would be Alabama. And coming up in hour number two today, we actually have, courtesy of AL.com, an article we're going to go through and look at the 12 Alabama restaurants to put on your 2023 calendar. They've got one picked out for every month of the year. I cannot wait to walk through this one with you because, look, who doesn't like a good restaurant? And Alabama's generally pretty uh, centrally located for most Southerners. So, yeah, get in that car, get on that plane, and head to the heart of Dixie for a place to eat every month of the year. And a little tease here. Your first stop 
is in the magic city of Birmingham. I'm going to tell you all about that coming up in hour number two of y'all. Plus, we also have plenty of football talk to get to in hour two of today's y'all show because we've got a championship game in college football that's going to be taking place on Monday night as TCU and those dogs of Georgia will be teeing it up in Tinseltown. We'll walk through some of the news as Sonny Dykes and Kirby Smart, their teams go up against each other. All that is headed up an hour or two and more on this House Speaker drama from the halls of Congress. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for listening to y'all. Stay tuned. Hour two is headed your way. You don't want to miss out on the fun, y'all. Hey, this is Brian Davis, owner of Davis Painting. We take pride in all of our work while continuing to keep our pricing very affordable. Recently, we have partnered with Sam's Cleaning Services on all of our painting projects. We handle residential and commercial clients, and so does Sam's. Regular patrols of your commercial or residential properties can dramatically deter crime potential. Random patrol checks economically provide security and deter crime. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. This is University of Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel reminding you that drinking and driving is a bad call. The winning game plan is to choose a designated driver. Remember, you have a choice. If you drink, don't drive. If you do, you will go to jail. A DUI can cost you $10,000, but more importantly, it can cost you your life or someone else's. That's not worth the risk. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. In today's world. Ashley, come to the office. Run this to the bank. Yes, sir. Sending an employee to the bank is a dangerous practice. (laughs) Call MaxGuard and ask about their armed courier service. Deposits, documents, and more. Picked up and delivered anywhere safely. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. to make your day. Fly from McKellar Sykes to anywhere in the world with easier connections in Atlanta. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield with screening now at McKellar Sykes in Jackson. Land at gate E37 with Tokyo to your left and Orlando to your right. It's easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Southern Airways has put Jackson back on the map. We're ready to welcome you aboard. Book now at iFlySouthern.com. Electric cars come in all shapes and sizes, but they have one thing in common. They save you money. Just imagine every time you're stopping at the gas station, I'm saving money because I'm passing it. I have not changed the brake pads at all in this car. You don't have to change the oil. There's a lot less maintenance required and a lot less expenditures. It costs me roughly $20 a month to charge my car. Visit driveelectrictn.org for more information on how you can save money with your own electric car. 
This 101.5 News Brief is brought to you by Parham Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electric. The Jackson City Council has moved a step closer to purchasing the Jackson Plaza to build a multi-purpose arena and convention center. There is still more work before closing on the property. This month, the search will begin for a firm to design a master plan for the project on 21 acres at Old Hickory in North Highland in Jackson, which has been mostly vacant for the past 20 years. In other action, the council has approved the initial portion of a grant that would fund the restructuring of the I-40 interchange at exit 85. And the council also approved a contract that would help fund a men's emergency homeless shelter. Jackson police continue to investigate a shooting death on uh, the, the shooting death of Shamaya Lachey Manley. It happened on Fair Acres Cove around 1.30 a.m. New Year's Day. Anyone with information is asked to call Jackson police or Crime Stoppers. The Republican caucus holds a meeting next Next Tuesday night, January 10th, is at 5 p.m. at Town & Country Realtors. For information, contact Madison County Commissioner Joey Hale. Lifeline Blood Services continues a critical appeal for all types of blood at the Dyersburg and Jackson Blood Centers. And this weekend marks the first Hub City Flea Market of the new year at the Jackson Fairgrounds starting this Friday through Sunday. That's your 101.5 News Brief. I'm Julie Cook. operated for 20 years. Real Foot Metal is coverage you can count on. Property owners, architects, or contractors. Real Foot Metal has the products and services for your residential, commercial, and industrial needs. Real Foot Metal proudly serving West Tennessee. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylike corporate supports. We what sets Crylike alone? Oh, it's a beautiful day for most of us, and we hope you are having a beautiful day, whether you're stuck in an office building with no windows or not. John Rawl is my name, and this is y'all, the show that covers everything Southern. If you've got a little drawl in your step, we want to hear from you here. And if you are a, a, a Southerner at heart, that's just fine, too. All is welcome on y'all. Our number to call is the Old Town Spaghetti Store hotline. That number is... The number is 731-423-8101. Or if you would rather text us, if you're one of those people that just don't want to, you just don't want to talk to me, but you want to text me, well, that's fine, too. You can text us, courtesy of Man's Record Service, 731-277-5155. Put that one in your Rolodex, and you just keep that on standby. You can text us anytime we want to hear from you. 
right here on Talk with an Accent about the South. Well, let me tell you, we've got some more news headlines we're going to get to. We're going to talk a little sports, and we're going to talk Alabama restaurants. All that right here in hour two. Plus, if we're really lucky, we're going to talk a little real estate later in the hour with Madeline Hudson. All that right here on y'all. Let's go back to the text lines real quick, courtesy of Manfrecker Service. Texture says, can't blame the illegals wanting to come to America. The word is out that America's borders are open. They want, in America, the land of opportunity. Well, thank you for that. That call or referencing something we brought up in hour one of today's show. And that is not just on the U.S.-Mexican border. We're seeing an influx of migrants right now in, thanks to our caller, the dry tortugas. See, I've already messed it up. The Spanish word for turtles. That's a national park down in the Florida Keys. And the Monroe County, Florida sheriff was on Fox News earlier talking about how hundreds are coming into his part of the Sunshine State. And so they're having a, a mass influx of, of migrants in that part of Florida right now as well. And the texture, you're, you're absolutely right. We do live in an awesome part of the world. I mean, America, I haven't gone around and studied all of the world but I'm pretty sure we're if we're not number one, we're we're right there at it, and that comes from the freedoms that we enjoy, the weather that most of us get to enjoy, um, and, and and I guess it comes back to freedom. And I know that a lot of us like to think that the government's watching us, and we're having to be ever mindful of 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 of, of Big Brother. But for the most part, come on, we we got it pretty good, and we sometimes overlook that. We really take it for granted, in my opinion. If your opinion is different, we want to hear from you. Texter here, another texter on the text line says, will the man who killed those people in Idaho be treated like O.J. Simpson, or will he be treated like a murderer? He better be rich if he wants the O.J. treatment. Well, you're right on that. Um, that, that killer was a guy from Pullman, Washington. He was a, uh, I guess, a resident there because that's where Washington State University is located. But he was a TA over at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho, which is only like a 10-minute drive from Washington State over to the University of Idaho, right there in the Palouse uh, part of Oregon and, uh, not Oregon, of Washington and Idaho. So that's a, I'm really happy that it looks like they've got uh, maybe the the suspect in custody because that, that that thing's been going on for a while and can you imagine the grief and agony that the families of those poor kids and I call them kids or I know they were college age but uh, the way they were murdered just in the middle of the night just somebody coming in and kill them at least that's what it appears to be and here this guy if indeed he is the person that did it um, just a sick sick thing mm. so hopefully that uh, if that person is the right person that did it, uh, they will be treated the way uh, that they should be treated and not uh, given the OJ treatment as you referenced there. Another text here on the text line says, John, nice job on the pronunciation of the Florida cities. Could you please pronounce a Tennessee city by the name of, I'm going to spell it so everybody here listening all at once can um, can tell me if you're right or wrong because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question, and if I'm right, let me know via text, and if I'm wrong, let me know via text so that I at least will feel good the rest of the day. So the texture wants to know if I could pronounce this city in the state of Tennessee, 
it is the word spelled out O O L T W A H. So all together, on the count of three, everybody pronounce this word O O L E T E W A H. Everybody pronounce it on the count of three, and and if I'm if I'm wrong or right, texture, let me know, because I think I got it right. The name of this town in Tennessee, and I even know what part of Tennessee it is. In the Grand Division of of Tennessee, it's in the East Division. This would be Ottawa, Ottawa, Tennessee. Did I get that right? Let me know. Let me know. In fact, I first stumbled on Ottawa. I've not been to Ottawa, Tennessee. I haven't. Uh, just about a year ago, I wasn't too far. I was over there uh, in Greenville, Tennessee, with the E on the end, by the way. And I also went to Johnson City. I went to a football game in Johnson City. And I saw the, the sign for Ottawa, and my, my memory is slipping, sadly, because of, well, it's been over a year since I looked this up. But uh, I'm pretty darn sure that Ottawa has a very unusual – no, did I get this right? Am I totally wrong? I know I got – the right part of Tennessee, but I may be confusing Ottawa with another city, and and and, and I, I must be. Where the heck is Ottawa? Now, now I'm stumped, stumped here. I thought it was on the North Carolina line, but I may be wrong. I may be wrong. It must be in Chattanooga. Sorry, I maybe I have missed out on Ottawa in my lifetime. And and the texter says, "Good job, John. You got it right. Yes. All right, I got it right, but I'm still stumped on." And I don't like to be stumped because one of the missions we have on this show is to let y'all know just how awesome the South is from places like Ottawa to Clearwater, Florida. We live in an awesome, not just country. This is kind of going back to how I started this hour. We live in a great country, but man, are we really even doubly blessed that we live in the greatest part of the country because we got all these cool places and cool food and cool music and just cool people. And you know what? Y'all are part of that coolness right here. So Ottawa, um, Tennessee is is a place that I need to make sure I go to. I don't think I've been there. But uh, if I haven't, it needs to be. We need to broadcast from there. That's what I need to do. You know, that's another part of of this show is we actually have been doing this show prior to COVID. And we did a little bit of it. But unfortunately, COVID kind of messed things up. But I want to take y'all on the road all over the southeast. That is part of our goal. Now, not every day, not even every week, but we want to go to places like Ottawa, which is in Hamilton County, which is Chattanooga. Ottawa, let me tell you about the word Ottawa. It is possibly from the Cherokee language as it is a Muscogee word meaning principal ground. It could be from the Creek word, meaning water town. Locals in that Chattanooga area could attribute the name of Ottawa being translated owl's nest or owl's roost. Hmm, Ottawa, Tennessee, population 684. Okay, no wonder I haven't really been there. Hometown of Major League Baseball pitcher Luther Roy, NFL player Sammy Seamster, and Jaquez Smith, also of the NFL, all call Ottawa, Tennessee home. 
it's not where I was thinking. I'm going to have to, in a break, tell you more about where I was thinking. That there's a really cool festival that I should – I haven't been looking at festivals lately, but that's we're going to bring up festivals on this show quite often, and and I I don't know what Udawa has festival-wise, but it's calling my name, Udawa. I'm coming to you. Stand by. Let's go to the phone lines. You're up next on y'all. Welcome in. Hey, now. Hey, how y'all? I've got a – comment on the idea that folks coming across the border. Sure. So there's no doubt America is a land of opportunity. Probably more, there's no doubt as far as the world is concerned, there's no place like it as far as being able to come in here and start a business and change your life. But I wonder how many of them are coming for that versus how many of them are coming from the welfare state that we've built. You know, I mean... I just wonder. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But, you know, we, we got – we we do have a welfare state. I mean, the Kroger in Jackson on Parkway and Highland, over half the transactions there are food stamps. So we're – and that, that's unheard of years ago. So we've become a welfare state. I would just be interested if anybody knows if they've done any research on how many of these folks are going to end up on welfare and how many of them are going to come in here and build business and change their life, or, or go to work. Well, there, there, there's a difference, caller, and I appreciate you calling. There is a difference between food stamps, when people really need it, and and those people are U.S. citizens. But there's a big difference between giving food stamps to U.S. citizens and food stamps to people who aren't even citizens of this country. Why are we giving all these benefits to people who just walk across the border? That is what I don't understand. Well... Well, look at who our president is. Well, this has been going uh, on for a while. It, it has. It has. Um, but back to that, we've got three or four. We still have real low unemployment. And you have a Kroger store that's above probably 60 70% of the sales in that store are food stamps. Now, I mean, that tell me what we've created here that allows people to just not work and draw welfare. Because you look at them, they're not cripples walking through those lines of those food stamps, and we have there's jobs everywhere. So what? That's one thing that should be a big question mark. And again, these folks that are coming across the border, I mean, they're going to get, they're going to find their way into the welfare state. A percentage of them, and a percentage of them are going go to. There's no doubt, a percentage of them are going to go to work and do and be better for America, you know, improve the country. I just wish I knew. Yeah. You know? Well, unfortunately, one of the reasons people come here, unfortunately for people who are natives to this country, one of the reasons they come is because we've got a lot of people in this country that don't want to work. And there's going to be, and there's always going to be jobs that people just don't want to do. Yeah. And, and we've, and this is uh, currently it's people from, uh, generally, I say I should say generally in today's world, it's people from south of the border, and it's not Mexico only. It's Nicaragua, Honduras, and more. Those people come up here for a chance to make money. Uh, but 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 fifty years ago, a hundred years ago, we had people from different parts of the world. A uh, hundred and twenty-five years ago, we had Italians coming here. We had Germans and more. Right. People came to this country for the opportunity. And so we're going to have jobs that people just don't want to do. And so if, if you won't have things built and produce grown and stuff like that, you're going to have to have these kind of people. And I don't care what you say. You can pay somebody 
$25, $30 an hour, and they still don't want to do those kind of jobs because they're hard jobs. I know. I used to work in a field producing uh, with produce. That's what I was raised doing, and it was horrible. That's why I'm not doing it. I'm here running my mouth. <laughs> what changed, What's changed, though, I'm 62 years old, seem to be 63, and I've owned a small business most of my life. And I, back 30 years ago, I didn't have people out interviewing people that said, hey, man, you're going to have to pay me under the table so I can keep getting my benefits. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want it to be on my record. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that all the time. You know, so we, we've, got, we've got a whole culture of people that we're paying not to work in this country. And, they're not, and as long as you're paying them not to work, they're not going to work. Very, I, just, I just hope that – I don't know if we can afford another r- round of those type of people coming. I don't, like I said, I'd like to know if we're fixing to get a flood. I'd be all for getting a bunch of working-class people in here. Well, here, here's another thing. If you go back 20 to 30 years ago, a lot of people that were coming here from at least south of the border – weren't coming with their families. They were coming here to work and send money back to their families. Right. I, I think a lot of that's changed. Now you've got entire families coming in here, and I hate to sound, uh, all, uh, I mean, I don't know what the word would be. I hate to sound the way I may be coming across, but the bottom line, when you've got people coming up here that aren't employed, they're little kids or they're a wife that's got to sit home and raise a kid, how the heck is she going to make it and those kids are going to make it unless the U.S. government steps in and, and gives them all these benefits and their kids go to these schools and our you know right. U.S. citizens' tax money is helping to go to all of these schools to pay for people who really aren't even citizens of the country. That's kind of screwy. Yeah. yeah. But it's well, been going it's on a long time. It's just as bad paying the ones that refuse to work. I mean, you, just, you don't have to go far. In, in Jackson, Tennessee, you can look around there, walk around these stores, in their house shoes in the middle of the day, uh, buying lotto tickets, spending their food stamps, just living large, man, living life, just living off the government. It just it sickens me. Anyway, have hey. a good day. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And your uh, sentiment is certainly not alone. There's a lot of people out there, including a lot of times I feel the same way. In fact, we got a texter here on the Man's Record Service text line saying, food stamps are becoming a way of life for a lot of Americans most are born into it, actually. Okay, well, thank you for your thoughts. It's real simple. All you got to do is text us whatever you're thinking, and we will share it right here on the Y'all Show. Now, back to my East Tennessee mountain town, small mountain towns that I am am drawing a blank on. I just need to probably spend some time in East Tennessee because I, I've actually never lived in East Tennessee. I've lived in middle, I've lived in West, but I haven't got my passport stamp for East Tennessee. Just been a place I've visited and hung out, but I haven't, uh, I haven't lived there. You know, part of that part might be, part of that might be the fact that I'm not a big mountain guy. Okay. I like flat land. I like hills and I love beaches. And what I really, really super duper love is Spanish moss. And there ain't no Spanish moss in East Tennessee. So that's probably one reason I haven't uh, dropped anchor in that part of the world. But it's a good place. And I was stumped when we started talking about the uh, Udawas of the world. I was trying to think in my mind of another town that had an Indian name that I was trying to, I think it's an Indian name, I was trying to think of. And that would be Unicoi. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
and Unicoi is up right on that North Carolina line. That's the town I was thinking I was trying to come up with that I thought Udawa was. But I need to zoom in here on the Chattanooga area just in case y'all haven't been to Udawa. Okay, Udawa is just off of 75, and it's between Chattanooga and Cleveland, Tennessee. Udawa, Tennessee. Now, I've been to Udawa. I'm pretty sure I have because a friend of mine has a business in what's called East Hamilton, and I went down and helped him. And I'm pretty sure we got off at the Udawa exit because i got to give proper credit to this town. Uh, Udawa, Tennessee, y'all, I'm pretty sure I've got the actual town right on this. It has one of the great southern landmarks in all of food and sweets in its town, in its borders. Do y'all know what's based in Udawa, Tennessee? And it even has, I think, a yeah, it's got a parkway named after it. My God. And Chattanooga is the home of, of moon pies. So what in the world does Udawa have going for it that Chattanooga, 10 minutes away, doesn't have? Y'all, Udawa is the home of Little Debbie. <laughs> and there is a Little Debbie Parkway, which I assume Little Debbie Bakery Store is located on, in Udawa, Tennessee. And I'm, I'm telling y'all way too much information here, but there have been times here recently, <clears throat> Thanksgiving and Christmas, that I happened to be somewhere that I knew that, that on Thanksgiving Day and then on Christmas Day, I wasn't going to be able to maybe find a restaurant to get something to eat because they were going to be closed for those two big holidays. So the day before Thanksgiving, the day before Christmas, I guess that would be called Christmas Eve, this crazy fellow, the general of the South, goes and buys two big boxes of Little Debbie uh, oatmeal cream pies, and I got the honey buns too. I had a box of honey buns, and I had a box of oatmeal cream pies, and those those boxes were going to be what got me through Thanksgiving Day and then Christmas Day. That sounds pretty pathetic now that I think about it. Uh, luckily, the the one of the places I was in, there was a gas station open on Thanksgiving. I was able to get me some chicken. And a very nice lady actually brought me a Thanksgiving meal on Thanksgiving Day. Very. A lady I hardly even know. She she, she knew I was going to be there by myself. So that was that was pretty Southern, you got to admit. But, uh, yeah, Little Debbie, based out of Udawa, Tennessee. Salute. I need to tell you all more about Little Debbie, and maybe if you get a chance, text me your favorite Little Debbie product. Hard to beat the oatmeal cream pies, but, man, they got some great stuff at Little Debbie. Udawa, Tennessee's on, y'all. Okay, let's go back to the text line. Let me get away from talking about Udawa. A texter says, Udawa definition, it's when you date sisters, but when you meet their better-looking cousin, you drop the sisters and take the cousin. The sisters have been... Utawa. Okay, I think that's a G-rated text, but <laughs> if, I, if I cross the line there, I'm sorry. I'm just reading them as they come in. I don't think that's quite right. Back to our phone call, a texter here says, no, close the border, stop all legal immigration, round up illegals, and send them back. I was watching something the other day um, about the border wall, and it had to do with Texas. And the biggest county on the Rio Grande River in Texas, the sheriff allowed a guy to go with him and go down to the border. It took nearly two hours to go from their county seat 
which is Alpine, Texas, down to the border. And it's in the same county. That's how big this county is. And, and he said, you know, the border wall works in some counties, but it doesn't work in this county. And, and then he, and he, he was for border walls, but in his county, it did, just geographically and more, it didn't make sense. But he was talking about how they did have an influx of, of illegal immigration in his county. And literally, when you saw the Rio Grande, and this was shot a couple of months ago, man, uh, give me something really not very tall. A squirrel could, could walk across the Rio Grande from Mexico to Texas. It was so shallow right there in that part of Texas. So check it out. Uh, I don't know what that video was called, but it was pretty, pretty amazing. All right. Texture here is getting a little bit uh, 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 specific with me here. Texture here says, pretty sure Little Debbie is located in Collegedale, Tennessee. You know what? It could be, and literally Collegedale, I think, and Udawa are like right beside each other. But there's, the Little Debbie Parkway is actually in Udawa, at least according to my map. And I was in that area, again, a couple of months back, and I, I remember seeing that Little Debbie Parkway. I need to have an address of uh, Little Debbie Parkway. How would you like to write that every time you wrote out uh, a bill? <laughs> that would be a lot of fun for everybody to receive a bill from Little Debbie Parkway. What is that zip code? I think it is uh, ah somewhere over there. I know Collegedale and and and, and Udawa side by side but you know give again while we're on chattanooga food little debbie there you got um lookout moon pies out of chattanooga and then this isn't necessarily a sweet that comes from that city but how about good old crystal hamburgers as they have their roots in chattanooga crystal and man their apple pies now that's something sweet that's really good also from that wonderful spot in hamilton county in the state of Tennessee. So, yeah, Chattanooga's bringing its sweet heat, if you will. And thank you for that text there. And speaking of food, before we get out of here this hour, as promised, I'm going to walk through this article that's just come out on the 12 restaurants for each month of the year in the state of Alabama. Some yummy places, including one to start off in January in the magic city of Birmingham. That's all coming up. Right here on y'all. All right, here is another text we will get to. Texter says, walls work. It must be patrolled and guarded, of course. Ask any prisoner if walls work. Israel has a wall. Ask them if walls work. Okay, hold on. Let me get, get my telephone out. I'm going to call Benjamin Netanyahu right now. Hey, Benny, how you doing? Uh, this is John Rawl over in uh, the south, and I was wanting to know, hey, uh, do walls work? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, they do work. They do work. Now, they can can they be overcome? Absolutely. But generally, they keep people out. They keep bad people out. That's why people have walls. Unless you're at the subway, as I was before this show, and I've never seen this before, I'm pretty darn sure the guy in between two people wearing Department of Corrections patches on their sleeves was a guy that was in prison because I was right across from the courthouse. And he was sitting there being real quiet, and they were buying his lunch. So uh, I, he must have had his day in court, and 
they gave him Subway as a, a reward for going to court. I, I'm just assuming here, but I'd never seen what I think. I'm, a, I'm a, accusing this guy of being a prisoner at a Subway. I guess Subway takes them all. But this guy may be completely innocent. That's why he was in court. He may be um, exonerated today, and we wish him well. And then he can go get all the subways he wants, but he'll have to pay for it. I'm sure the good citizens of whatever county they were representing there had to pay for his day in court today. Another East Tennessee-related question or comment coming in on our text line. Bush's baked beans are made in Chestnut Hill, Tennessee. I've been by the Bush's factory. If Chestnut Hill is where I think it is, it's in between, let's say, uh, Sevierville and going back up to um, like Maggie Valley because I had to go from Sevierville to Maggie Valley, North Carolina last year. And I went by the Bush's Bean Factory. I assume that's where their uh, Chestnut Hill, Tennessee is located. So, yeah, thank you for that. One more text before we got a phone call we got to grab. Texter says, the problem with the border is it's by design. We have a compromised president that will not even tell you why the border is open. His expertise is lying, lying, lying. Well, thank you for that. Y'all talk with a southern accent. We cover the south, the news, the gossip, the politics, the sports, the food, the travel, and we talk business too. And right now, we're going to talk real estate business because we've got Madeline Hudson joining us right now to discuss all that's going on in her real estate world. Welcome in to y'all, Madeline. <laughs> How you doing today? Is that a pretty good intro? Absolutely. How y'all doing? Do you uh, do you drop the word uh, use the word y'all in your business? Consistently, I'm a <laughs> lifelong Jacksonian, and y'all is part of my vocabulary. All right, Madeline, you can reach her at seven three one six nine seven eighty nine hundred town. 8900 Town and Country Realtors is the the business. And how is business in 2023? You know, we've seen an uptick. Every agent in my office is running around yesterday. We're seeing people that have set their real estate goals for 2023, and they're jumping on it so that they can get started early. Um, it's a great time to invest. We do have a lot of investment properties on the market. Uh, I do encourage people, you know, real estate's one of the – best ways to grow generational wealth and so properties are something you can always borrow against so it's a secure asset and it's something that you can easily pass down to your children or you know put into a trust or include in a will for them so always purchasing a property is a good investment and right now is not any different we've had people ask if the market's going to drop or, or that type thing but that's not what we're seeing we did see a little bit of a flattening but it's been busy, uh, and it really kicked off yesterday when everybody came back to work. Yes, it's a new year, and, and if you're sitting around thinking, you know, hey, it's 2023, this whole COVID thing is certainly a lot uh, more subsided than it was. You know, I'm tired of where I've been living. I'm wanting a new place. Madeline Hudson is who you need to call, 731-697-8900. So what do people need to do if, if indeed they are in the market? Do they call you up? They meet with you? You show them what's out there? Absolutely. They can call me uh, either at my cell number that you gave out or at the office at 731-668-7000. We are a local firm in Jackson. We've been in business for 53 years. We do not charge buyers any transaction fees to do business with us. So that's an, an added bonus of using a local firm as opposed to a franchise. Um, 
they can call me. I can either direct them to a lender that can get them pre-approved, or if they've got a lender that they know, like, and trust, they can work with that person. That's the first step so we can get a good budget established. I don't want to take somebody who thinks they qualify for a three or $400,000 house to go look at those properties and then turn around and find out that they only qualified for two hundred or two fifty because they're going to be devastated at the difference in that price point of properties. So we need to get the budget established first so that we are shopping in that price range for what you can afford. And then if you don't like the things that are in that price range, then that lender can put you on a path to get pre-qualified for more on down the road. Um either by adjusting your credit score, paying off some outstanding debt that you have, or increasing your income. So that's really how it starts is let's get you to a local lender, and then we'll sit down and talk about your dream list, look at it online together in my office, and then schedule those appointments and make a day of it. Awesome. Townandcountryrealtors.com is the website. Madeline Hudson is the agent. Selling real estate since 2013. Anything else we need to get from you today, Madeline? Not today. I will be out on Friday oh. out of the office next week, so I will not be calling in. I'm going to be on vacation. That Where are you going? We are going on a cruise that we booked pre-COVID. We were supposed to go in 2020, and now we're going to make it out of the country in 2023. So well, you're picking up. I assume this is going to be a tropical-type cruise. You're probably not going up to Alaska right now. Absolutely not. I've had all the cold weather. We had the coldest okay. winter ever already, and we're going to the Caymans and ah. Jamaica. Oh, well, if you do decide to come back, her number will still be working. And if you don't come back, I can understand. Madeline, well, thank you so much for your time. No matter what. If you call next week, my office folks will still be able to show you a house and get you pointed in the right direction. Awesome. Hey, congratulations on your time away, and we look forward to talking with you uh, in about two weeks. All right. Take care. All right. Madeline Hudson, Town and Country Realtors, is the agency. Let's take a break and let's turn our attention to Alabama food. We're going to do that when we come back. As mentioned, we've got an article from AL.com all about the 12 places they picked out across the heart of Dixie for you all to go. What did I just say? You all. Shame on Johnny boy. Y'all. Places for y'all to go to in this new year. All right. I'm going to have to go do a couple of push-ups during this break. <laughs> More of Talk with a Southern Accent is coming your way, so stay tuned as we wrap up this Wednesday edition in just a few. Hey, this is The Real McCoy. Come out and join me at Doe's Eat Place as I broadcast live every Tuesday from 3 to 6. Doe's Raw Oyster Special every Tuesday, just $1. $1 each, 4 to 6 p.m. And during happy hour, along with half-priced broiled or fried shrimp and handmade fried cheese, half-priced well drinks, house wine, and draft beer, Tuesday 4 to 6 and every Monday through Thursday in Doe's Full Service Bar. Doe's Lunch. What sets Crylic Elite apart? Abundant resources. Driven and determined. Honest and trustworthy. We're always available. Confidence. Communication. Ethical. Dependable. We answer the phone. Strong Crylight corporate supports. 
We truly represent our clients. Decades of experience and true leadership. Regular patrols of your commercial or residential properties can dramatically deter crime potential. Random patrol checks economically provide security and deter crime. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. This is University of Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel reminding you that drinking and driving is a bad call. The winning game plan is to choose a designated driver. Remember, you have a choice. If you drink, don't drive. If you do, you will go to jail. A DUI can cost you $10,000, but more importantly, it can cost you your life or someone else's. That's not worth the risk. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. In today's world. Actually, come to the office. Run this to the bank. Yes, sir. Sending an employee to the bank is a dangerous practice. <laughs> Call MaxGuard and ask about their armed courier service. Deposits, documents, and more. Picked up and delivered anywhere safely. MaxGuard is the area's only regionally owned and operated security guard service. Call 427-7222 or visit MaxGuard.com. Back into y'all with John Rawl, the show about the South. And this is going to be a really tough segment for me to get through because I'm going to be talking about food and I'm going to be talking about football. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, it looks like the fourth vote in Washington, D.C. today for him to become House Speaker. He's going to go down in flames again. And there's been about 20 people who did not vote for him on the Republican side, and that's going to cause this thing to keep going on and on like the Energizer Bunny. That's the latest out of Washington, D.C., but we don't, we don't want to talk about Washington, D.C., do we? Got a couple of texts. Let me uh, get to those before we get into fo- food, then football. The texter here on the Man's Record Service text line says, the best Little Debbies are the zebra cakes. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm a zebra cake fan. I also loved the brownies, but I've actually been looking for the Little Debbie brownie, little brown brownies. Little square brownies, and I haven't seen any, at least in the stores I'm going to. Come on, Little Debbie, there on Little Debbie Parkway in Ottawa. I know you're still making Little Debbie brownies. And if somebody wants to be real nice, they could bring me one. Uh, hint, 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 hint. Texter here says, I lived in Sweetwater for a while and never heard any way say Ottawa. It's Ottawa. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm a Ottawa or Ottawa challenged person. Sorry about that. And a texture says, a lot of people are too obese to work. A lot of jobs are now done by robots, especially in farming. 
people on food stamps are lucky to get them. As time goes on, I think they will have to do without people. I think they will have to do without people will be up in gated communities and they have money and do their own thing. Okay. Thank you for that. All right, let's get to food. All right, so AL.com, just two characters on the keyboard, A and then L. They do an unbelievable job of covering all things Alabama. And one of their staff writers, Bob Carlton, has just come out with an article that I'm going to share with you. And we're going to cover food and travel and news and sports for every southern state here on Y'all Show. Okay? So get just get ready. If you're, if you're jealous today that your state's not being talked about, it's coming. It's coming, okay? Today I'm going to talk about Alabama food because we've got, according to AL.com, the article, 12 Alabama restaurants to put on your 2023 calendar, one for every month. So get your pen and paper out, and let's talk about restaurants in Bama. The first one that they've got featured is in for the month of January, Nikki's West, which is in Birmingham. Nikki's West, that's N-I-K-I. The mothership of Birmingham Meat and Threes is how it is described. And they have, I mean, this is pretty darn southern food, you got to admit. Broccoli, squash, spinach, corn, green beans, succotash, suffering succotash. They got collard greens. Mmm, mmm, mmm. They even have okra and tomatoes, and you can even cheat and get a little bowl of banana pudding for dessert, all at Nikki's West, and that's on Finley Avenue in Birmingham. And that is the selection for the month of January from AL.com, Nikki's West. Again, they describe themselves the mothership, the mothership of Birmingham Meat and Threes. And I know <laughs> I've been to a few Birmingham Meat and Threes. I'm putting that one on my list for the month of January for sure. Let's move on to Silver Hill. I don't even know where that is. Silver Hill. Let me do a little research real quick on Sil Silver Hill. Silver Hill, Alabama. Okay, I'm no Burl Ives. Um, I don't like to be stumped on towns, and I don't know where Silver, Silver, Silver Hill, Alabama is. So here, thanks to something called Google Maps, Let's find out where Silver Silver Hill is. It looks like it is on the eastern shore. Okay, it's not all that far from Fairhope or Foley. It's where Sil Silver Hill is. And for the month of February, according to this article at 8L.com, since that part of Alabama loves Mardi Gras, and February will have Mardi Gras going on, Fat Tuesday, by the way, Fat is going to be on February 21st this year. This place, Cafe Acadiana in Silver Hill, Alabama, is the place to be. You can go there for boudin balls, red beans and rice, crawfish, etouffee, and wonderful Cajun delicacies. It was started by a Louisiana native, Gerald Audouin, who started in Opelousas, Louisiana, and then they moved to Baldwin County, Alabama 10 years ago and opened up this place that, according to uh, one writer, is, quote, an authentic taste of South Louisiana without having to leave the friendly confines of coastal Alabama. There you go. Cafe Acadiana, Silver Hill, Alabama, your February spot to go. Up next is in Gadsden, which is northeast of Birmingham. It is 
the harp and clover in Gadsden, Alabama. And since it's March, this place has a little bit of a St. Patrick's Day type place there in downtown Gadsden. As they have Irish fare, such as bangers and mash, fish and chips, shepherd's pie. They also have something called the Rue Burger on the menu. A smash burger topped with shaved corned beef, sauerkraut, baby Swiss, and Russian dressing. Don't know exactly what that is. They also have something called the Dubliner. A smash burger with house-made bacon jam and smoked gouda. All at the Harp and Clover in Gadsden. Right off of Interstate 59. Check that out in the month of March. Again, this is all from an article at AL.com, the 12 Alabama restaurants to put on your 2023 calendar. They got one for every month. Let's move on to April. And in April, we're going to find ourselves in the rocket city of Huntsville, Panay Evino Pizzeria in Huntsville is where you want to go. As this is a, a dining spot by Huntsville chef James Boyce, his Pena Evino Pizzeria. It overlooks the Rocket City's Big Spring International Park in downtown Huntsville near the Von Braun Center. Uh, they have pasta, panini, calzones, as well as other Italian delights. They've got specialty pizzas, including the Da Vinci, the Salvador Dali, and the Jackson Pollock, as well as a create-your-own masterpiece, all at the Panay Evino Pizzeria in Huntsville, Alabama. Let's go back to the coast of the state of Alabama to Orange Beach. And for May, it's Doc Seafood's Shack and Oyster Bar in Orange Beach. Have y'all been there? It's a flip-flops friendly place in Orange Beach that locals and tourists alike have been frequently frequenting since 1984. Doc's has, quote, the best fried shrimp in the entire civilized world. They also have seafood platters, grilled shrimp, fried clam strips, baked stuffed crab, and so much more. They're on Canal Road in Orange Beach, Doc's Seafood Shack and Oyster Bar. Check it out. If you're in Orange Beach, you're heading that way soon. According to this article, for the month of June, you need to check out the landing at Parker Creek in Coosa County. Coosa County. That would be a quality Alabama on the map if you're trying to find that there. The landing at Parker Creek. This place has really great scene there. This is just north of Auburn on Lake Martin is where we're talking about. Uh, a guy that was on the radio in Birmingham a long time in the sports casting world, Herb Winches. He and his wife opened this place in 2015, and they have an open-air cocktail bar on a sandy beach there at Lake Martin, which has great fishing from what I've been told. And they have a chef there who is a native of Hawaii, and they've got really good sort of Hawaiian-inspired food on the menu, including a mahi-mahi sandwich, shrimp tacos, a sushi bowl, and more. They have a Parmesan-crusted snapper and a blackened halibut, all at the landing at Parker Creek. And that's at 8300 Parker Creek Marina Road in Equality, Alabama, on Lake Barton. Check that out, y'all. All right, well, we're getting to the month of Ju July now, and nothing says 4th of July like good old ribs. And in Gainesville, Alabama, this is a great place on the west side of the state, west of Tuscaloosa near the Mississippi line in Sumter County is where you'll find Gainesville. Uh, just a really cool – got a lot of uh, plantation homes still that weren't bur burnt down during the war between the states there in Gainesville. I've been there. It's a cool place. And in Gainesville is the Alabama Rib Shack, and you'll find – 
the pitmaster Jamie Lee Mitchell smoking everything from pork to chicken to sausage. They got three varieties of ribs there at the Alabama Rib Shack in Gainesville, Alabama. How about that? Check it out. Ribs in Gainesville in July. Mm-mm. Month of August, y'all need to go to Riverside, Alabama. That is on Lake Logan Martin in St. Clair County near the town of Riverside. And here at the Ark in Riverside, Alabama, you'll find this great place that has crispy fried catfish steaks and, oh, some wonderful hush puppies. All right there, where, kind of where St. Clair and Talladega counties come together off of Lake Logan Martin in Riverside, Alabama, the Ark. Catfish in Alabama. Sounds wonderful. Sounds delicious, right? Well, we get to the month of September football time in the state of Alabama, and you might want to go check out in Auburn, Culinary Residence is what this is called. Actually, is it called? I think it's called 1856 Culinary Residence, to be sure. And this is the uh, crown jewel, if you will, of Auburn's $110 million Tony and Libba Rain Culinary Science Center. So this is, I guess, right there on the campus of AU, and they have a restaurant that has an a la carte menu at lunch, and then they have a nine-course tasting menu at dinner. You know, normally when I'm in Auburn, I just go hang out at the Waffle House, but I think I'm going to have to go check out 1856 Culinary Residence from now on when I'm there in the shadows of Jordan-Hare Stadium. All right, so they got lots of great food. A nine-course, did I get that right? Nine-course tasting menu at this place. Hmm. All right. Well, if we talked about Auburn, you, you know we got to talk about that other town in Alabama for the month of October. How about Rama Jamas in Tuscaloosa? This is located at the intersection of Paul Bryant Drive and Wallace Wade Avenue, right beside Bryant Denny Stadium. Rama Jamas is where you need to be on football Saturdays. You can get the national championship BLT. That comes with 18 slices of bacon. Of course, why is it 18 slices of bacon? There's one for every one of Alabama's national championships, or if you're a Bama hater, one of their uh, alleged national championships. <laughs> Rama Jamas in T-Town, Tuscaloosa. I need to put that one on. I have not been to Rama Jamas. I just enjoyed some great Tuscaloosa cuisine on my way back from Florida this week. I stopped by, not in Tuscaloosa, but the only non-Tuscaloosa location of Tuscaloosa's own Taco Casa. There's one in the Homewood area of, of Birmingham. And I stopped right there and had a couple of uh, a taco burgers. Mmm, love them. Could eat one every day. November in this article for Alabama Food, they spotlight in Florence there in the Shoals, Riccatoni's Italian Grill. They've got a great music scene at Riccatoni's, but how about the food as this owner, Rick Elliott, he is a guy that has pizzas, wood-fired pizzas on the menu, ravioli, chicken, Alfredo, and more. This has been in business there in Florence since 1996. And one of the really cool things, the fresh bread with olive oil and herbs that come with every meal at Riccatoni's Italian Grill in downtown Florence, Alabama. That's the spotlight for November. And lastly, we're back in Birmingham for the final place of Alabama restaurants in the month or for the year 2023. How about Michael's Restaurant in downtown Birmingham? It's located at 1525 First Avenue. And the owner there, Michael Matsos, 
opened this place in 1953 as Michael's Sirloin Room. And now with a person named Bernadette Birdsong, they've brought in the family of the Matzos families back into the great place there. And they've got a uh, really good place that offers the steer butt steak on the menu as well as white chocolate bread pudding. Michael's Restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama. And that'll wrap up our spotlight. Again, the article, go check it out at AL.com. It's the 12 Alabama restaurants to put on your 2023 calendar, one for every single month. And let me run through them one more time. January, Nikki's West in Birmingham. You also have, for the month of February, Cafe Acadiana in Silver Hill down on the eastern shore. For the month of March, they spotlight Harping Glover in Gadsden. For the month of April, Panay e Vino Pizzeria in Huntsville. For the month of May, Doc's Seafood Shack and Oyster Bar in Orange Beach. For the month of, let's see here, June, the landing at Parker Creek in Coosa County. For July, it's the Alabama Rib Shack in West Alabama in the city of Gainesville, Alabama. For the month of August, the Ark in Riverside, Alabama. For September, culinary residents, uh, here, here I go, I, I missed this official title. For the month of September in Auburn, it's the 1856 culinary residents with the nine-course meal, by the way, in October in Tuscaloosa, home of the Crimson Tide. It's Rama Jamas. November, Riccatoni's Italian Grill in Florence there in Lauderdale County on the north side of the Tennessee River. And in December, Michael's Restaurant in Birmingham is where you want to go check out if you want to go on a food tour of Alabama, sounds great. You should go there and go visit all these places and even more if given the opportunity. Let's catch this text real quick, and then we'll go back to some sports news before we get out of here today. As the texter points out here in our discussion of Ottawa, Tennessee, the texter says there is both an Etowah, Tennessee, and an Ottawa, Tennessee. Okay, I did not know that, you know. It's, it's kind of crazy whenever they start naming cities in states. Um, they don't just name cities once per state or even counties. There's a lot of places where you got a county that's called uh, a name, but then there's a city in the same state with the same name. It gets kind of confusing. I don't know what they were thinking. They should have had a database when they started naming all these places. Oh, that one's taken. Sorry, you're going to have to come up with another name. How about y'all? How about, uh, yeah, that would be a good name for a place. Let's go catch some sports news real quick in the world of college football. A story out today that it looks like Michigan head football coach Jim Harbaugh, according to a source, may have talked about the Carolina Panthers opening as that NFL team doesn't have an official head coach signed up for 2023. And the owner of that, David Tepper, is alleged to sources, according to this article, to have talked to Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, of course, Harbaugh once coached the San Francisco 49ers. So is Harbaugh flirting with moving on to the NFL or back to the NFL? According to this article, it could be happening. A running back for Mississippi State is going to transfer out of Stark Vegas as running back Dylan Johnson has announced he's going to transfer to the Washington Huskies. Congratulations to MSU. They won their bowl game, the ReliaQuest Bowl, Monday against Illinois. The Miami Hurricanes, they're trying to catch up with the times. They've just announced they're going to build a $100 million football operations center in Coral Gables. They have not released a budget there at the UM athletic office, but uh, yeah, they're going to try to build that there, which is 
pretty hard to do because Coral Gables is not the easiest place to try to build anything, mainly because they don't have enough land. That's why the Hurricanes don't even play anywhere close to their campus. They play there in Miami Gardens, some 45 minutes away, I think, from the Coral Gables campus. Also, a news item about this national championship game for Monday, Coach Sonny Dykes of TCU says that his team is battle-hardened and they're ready to shed their Cinderella label. Of course, TCU was picked to finish seventh in the Big 12 Conference this year. Sonny Dykes had just come over from SMU to be the head coach of the Horned Frogs. And my job, my goodness, the job that he's done as his team now goes into this national championship game on Monday as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog to the Georgia Bulldogs. TCU is looking mighty, mighty good. You know, they only got that one loss, and that was in that, national, uh, in that Big 12 championship game where they went for two and didn't get it. So you got to give them props for at least uh, putting it all out there on the line and their efforts to win a national championship. TCU, Georgia, it's going to be Monday from Tinseltown. Going to be a great one. And, look, I, I'm not counting against the Horn Frogs. They're, they're a darn good football team. And I know for a fact Sonny Dykes is an extremely good college football coach. One more text before we get out of here. Texter says... On I-40, but it's closed. Just need a W instead of the Y enjoying the show. Uh, oh, it's somebody that's got an email address almost the same as mine. On the back of an 18-wheeler truck. How about that? <laughs> not, not my address. I'm john at y'all.com. That's how you can get in touch with me. Hey, I'll see you back here Thursday. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent.